My boy, what's up? Man, you know, <laughs> scared the shit out of me immediately. Jump. You're, this one probably be a good one. Yeah. What the hell's going on, man? Man, look, so it's it's 2023. I mean, to to guys like us, I mean, it's, it's just another day, I guess. But yeah. most people are get, kicking their ass and, you know, kicking themselves in the ass right now, trying to get their New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. you know. Rolling, so for the listeners, there was a quote when he yeah, said New Year's quote, resolution. Yeah. He put the air quotes on yeah. it. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's uh, I don't know. Part of me, like we just talking about off air, I, I wish I was here yesterday. Man, I woke up genuinely pissed off, genuine, and that it's been a long time since I've been that angry about anything. I mean, I, my life is pretty good, but there was something in me where I got into this weird self-loathing thing of like, you ain't done shit. Just a hard look at yourself and like, okay, cool, yeah, you did you did some things, but really, you did shit. When you when you boil down to it, of the older you get, the softer your head space is. Yeah, like stuff that I never would have skimped out on. I start trying to rationalize, and I the other day I had to out loud in the in my truck say, because I was about to go to work instead of going to the gym, because usually first thing in the morning I'm going to the gym. I had to out loud tell myself, stop being a bitch and go to the gym. I don't care what you got going on. I only have 30 minutes. Who cares? Go put the hammer down and do it. And so took my ass over. Never in my life have I had the voice in my head try to rationalize like, oh, maybe. No. You, I have injured myself irreparably to the point where to get to a certain thing. There's so many things on me that are broken. And now I'm trying to punk out yeah that ridiculous so genuinely mad and so mad that i that i would allow myself to say eh maybe eh. it's that it's the fight between complacency and performance and legacy and enjoyment there's this big ass pull and push the older you get how hard do you work can determine how much, how many minutes you get to spend with your people you love. Because if you got, like we were just saying, if you got to make the money, you got to take the time away from people you love. If you want to be pinnacle of performance, you got to negate some relationships that probably yeah. should be fostered. Mm-hmm. So you're pushing and pulling and figuring out like what the fuck this is. You can't be amazing at multiple things. It's oh, just not it, possible. Oh, it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's annoying, man. It, it really, so I've been doing a lot of introspection yeah. of, like, cause I think if somebody like me who you would have to pry my dead cold hands off of something to make it not happen. If I'm having those weird thoughts of like, ah, maybe not. How is it for the average dude that is going through, um, he's 38 years old, recently divorced and that trying to like get his, get his mojo back. Like that is a whole different animal. So I said, you know what? You are full of shit. You are no different than any of those people that make empty New Year's resolutions. You're full of shit, and you need to own it right now. So, I mean, genuinely mad at myself yeah, because I'm full of shit because I'm so good at certain things. So, I mean, and I will toot all the horns right now. There are some things that God gifted me with some very unique gifts and that some things I'm horrible at. My gift, and I, tr- I firmly believe this, the more I put myself in front of this, is 
the visionary part of things and seeing very large pictures Mm -hmm. and getting people together to create that thing. But I am terrible at sewing it up. Like I'm not good. I'm great at saying, man, this is a fucking great idea. We can do this and go this involve this person, this, but I need somebody. I need somebody to help me be better at, okay, you need step one, two, three, four, five, six, and then carry it out. Yeah. And it drives me absolutely crazy that I can do physically, I can show up. You don't have to, you don't have to wonder if I'm going to do the job. Strategy or strategic movements of mundane things, spreadsheets, marketing, social media, all the things that they're not, they're not grunt work and they're Mm -hmm. not, it's not like I can smash this out or I can be the huge dream builder. It's almost like I'm so, I feel like I'm so good at something. It's my opinion because I can't, nobody else, nobody else gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's in my own head of I'm so good at seeing the bigger picture that I don't take the time to finish up the dumb shit. So that bathroom, that bathroom um, closet door that's been, that's been wiggling for like six months. Having, I, I finally said, no, fuck off, do it. And so went in there, went in there and did it. The, I've been saying, oh, I've been, want, I want to paint, you know, I want to, I want to get in that. I've never painted before, but I, I used to draw when I was a little kid. No, fuck off, do it. So sat down with my youngest daughter and we started painting the, the finishing of a book. I started two of them things and that I have, I get like all the, the meat. But I don't do what books the you're things. Reading? No, what I'm writing. Oh, you're writing. Okay. Two. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked so about that. One is a fear before. of death. Yeah. This, yeah. this just the the fear of death and why it happens and how it fits into the social media construct of things. Yeah. And I give you the basic premise: like the fear of death is being forgotten and being insignificant. Right. And that the social media thing feeds our egos that we have is because everything you post, it gets an automatic validation of, I like this thing. Mm -hmm. You matter. That's why people get hooked on the social media thing. So you get this instant hit of you matter, you matter, you matter, you matter, even though the shit's empty and people just hit it because they're polite. Yeah. Or they're your family, your friends, whatever. Yeah. That's where they figured out preying on people's insecurity about dying. Because if you think of it, if you were to step back and be completely honest, the reason why you do the shit that you do is to afford the experiences for your family that will make a difference and they will remember you after you left. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it, it's I've come to the realization, especially doing this right here. Yep. Because this doesn't go away. Nope. And, and it, there's a lot of things. Photographs burn up. Like, this stuff is out there unless those, all those platforms disappear. Yep. It's out there and it doesn't go away. And that that's kind of, yeah, that's sewing that up for me. Yep. So, like, calling, like, like that kind of stuff of not finishing that book pisses me off mm-hmm. badly because I have not invested the time to know about co-authors, about publishing, about eBooks, about any of this stuff, because you know, you allow other things to take your minutes. There's so many other things that steal you. It's, I need to finish that one because I think there's a lot of people that are, there's a lot of mental health tied to that thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's intertwined with all the other stuff that I stand for. It's, you know, preserving your health while you have it, experiencing things intentionally, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are better than you and have more uh, profound views on life and all the other bullshit. 
all of that is wrapped into this thing of creating this almost like your Paul Bunyan story of your great, great, great grandkids said, Hey, great grandpa DJ did this, 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 and now you're larger than life. You, you did the thing you effectively did the thing. And the other one is, um, how remember like 2016 when all the police shootings and all the bad stuff, Yeah, like there was, there was, there was an intentional to me, there was an intentional spotlight shown on some things that would very much divide people. It was an intentional spotlight. Call it what you want. It was constant over and over and over and over again being being put in your face. Yeah. And that it was left versus right, white versus black. That that whole thing and there was it was very divisive when it was no, it just coincidentally happened to be an election time. Just that's kind of how that stuff works. But it, it got me thinking since 2016, once again, got my feelings real irritated about um, how that is painted and how people would die over that. And that being that I'm multiracial, my mother is white, my father is dark black, what was he's passed. But the the people like me have the answers because you love the we people. Did, we on briefly the one talked side. about this last time, I think. Yeah, dude. So <clears throat> yeah, you love each one mm-hmm. and you also dislike each one for different reasons yeah. and that you never really fit. You don't really gel. Well, you know, what's, what's funny. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you this, the, like what's funny about that is if, if you take two people, if you take a white, hard, right, white and a hard left black, <laughs> that sounds so crazy. I know, but I'm, I, it's honest. Dude. You take those two people and put them in a room together for 30 days. All that shit goes away. They figure out that, you figure out how to live together and there's no separatism, right? But like it's just it's just fucking ingrained in our society to segregate each other it's from each tribal other. Tribal weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean it's like they they figure it out. Like it's it, you work it out. Whatever you don't like about the other, who gives a shit? At this point, we're surviving, you know, together. We're yeah. you know, like, but it's just it's something that's unfortunate and it's I feel like from the dawn of time we've always wanted to conquer another civilization. So I don't think it's ever gonna be worked out, but I mean I think that even though we're still in a bad place. I think we're in a better place than we were a hundred years ago. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I, I think that with, with something like that, like a resource where it could help three demographics of people. So I got, I think 60 ish people that I touch base with that either they have multiracial kids, they are in uh, a relationship mm-hmm. or just from the outside looking in, they have no affiliation, but they, what do you think about this? And that I think that it would help white people to understand black people, help black people understand white people, and then help the little multiracial kids to be proud of themselves for what they are, extra unique. And that instead of trying to fit black or white, just be you. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a big piece missing. I've always looked at this because I have a lot, a lot of. Um, multiracial friends right yeah. and I've, i hang out with multiple multiple different cultures and um until you get inside someone's culture and live in it you really can't respect them and if you're on the outside looking in you're always going to formulate an opinion without any you know sort of evidence and that's what's what's interesting because there's things about the black culture inside the black culture that like us white people are never going to understand until we live inside of that. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things like, and it's vice versa. It's the same. It goes you know, from Hispanic to Asian to, yep. you know, and that's um, the greatest. Yeah. Is that when you, like if somebody were to just spell it out 
like the ugly stuff. Mm-hmm. Just spell it out. Look, there is some raw emotion surrounding X, Y, and Z yeah. on, on either side. And not faulting anybody for feeling that way and just say, hey, I'm just laying this out there. Well, we're, we're, um, we, so we're, <laughs> it sucks because we are facing, like, we're dealing with all of the past bullshit. It's trauma and it's stuff. Built up, it's built up on us, right? Like, yeah. all the stuff that's happened in previous generations. Sure. Get blamed on the next generation, sure. even though it's that not that generation's. You know, that's not their fault. It's not their fault, but they take the heat for it. Yeah, dude. They don't. It's like like so like you take it back to um like slavery. Yeah, and then once slavery was abolished, well, it wasn't really until hardcore like you know into the what fifties and sixties. Yeah, like or even in the early yeah, yeah. in the early you know twenties thirties whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's the heat starts really unfolding on the next generation, mm-hmm. and then the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a few generations for it to kind of. To clear out, but there's still there's still a lingering, you know, yeah. cloud there. I was the first generation of like there was a big push of multiracial kids right mm-hmm. in the eighties. I was like the first. From okay. where I'm from, I'm one of the first ones. Like you don't see that. It done so my mom and dad, they they seen some weird stuff. So it was cool to to speak to the different age groups mm-hmm. of like people, like grandparents. And then speak to parents, and then speak to kids, and then speak to husbands and wives. All the—it's such a fascinating thing. You were from a, um, where did you grow up at? Michigan. So, how did it feel, and what was it like to walk in somewhere and have multiracial parents? And then, you know, how does, how does my that feel? mom was legit. Like she would go down in history as as one of the coolest ladies ever for doing this, because the little kids. Like in preschool, they don't understand kids. No. Kids just say, no. "Well, why are you black?" But she's white. Like right. they could not fathom it. Right. And so she came in and gave and gave a little demonstration to all these little preschoolers, and she said, "Hey, you guys like milk, right?" She, they said, "Yeah." So you know, little kids are three, four years old. He said, "You like chocolate, right?" I said, "Yeah." So you guys like chocolate milk? I said, "So if you put this one with this one, you make this." And all the kids went, "Oh!" Ever since then, never a problem. Yeah. I mean, so legit. But I mean, you never, had, like, you never had a problem like growing up at all. Like, oh man, I used to fight all the time. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So what was that like? What was the well, what was the intro to that? How did that how did that come about? So like, was it coming from both sides? Yeah, because look, you never hood enough to be with the black dude. Right. You never like you you ne- you ne- you will never be Carlton enough to, <laughs> to, to, to be to be with to be with the prep the preppy kids. Yeah. And so. There are some people that will that will push push and pull and peck at you. So you're gonna meet two two types. You're gonna meet the Carlton with the sweater around, or you're gonna meet the one that is extra volatile because they'll fire on you because you're not about to punk me ever. Yeah. And that <clears throat> you're gonna get one or the other because you're the token no matter what. And that it's different for females and males. It's crazy because females because they're they're usually pretty good looking ladies. They got the nice hair, and so they're always labeled, man, she's a hoe. You know, you can't be, like, you're expected to be over here, but you may have a friend over here. It, it's, it never was a really a comfortable thing, and it's crazy to me that every demographic that I spoke to said the exact same answers when I asked them questions. They answered it the exact same way. And so that tells me that there's a need for people to have this out front and center of they don't feel like they fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that the answers are usually in the middle that are overlooked. Mm-hmm. So it's the coolest thing is usually the answers on both sides are 
right there because you see you see what's what. Yeah. So I think that when that one goes, when that one, like I can close the chapter on that thing, I think that that would be one of the bigger notches on my bucket list of life. How far do you think you you have left? Like Dude, if I had, if, if, if I get out, if I get out of my own complacency, I can, I could have that hopefully by summer. Nice. If I, but I'm going to, I'm going to start texting you. Yeah. Like some David Goggins shit. I'm going to start texting you like yeah. every two Where weeks. Like, hey, have you wrote anything? Have you wrote anything down, motherfucker? What's up? So, cause, cause it, cause I want to, I want to read this shit and I don't read anything or I'll, it, audible it cause I want to listen to it. It's so necessary. Yeah. And that the death thing is so necessary. Yeah. Because we're all going on the same conveyor belt. Yeah, we're dying. It's it all the is. same way. It's, it's just like, what you're doing. Yeah. And at all of that, like me pissed, me signing the light on me of you're full of shit because you don't. It's almost like you're sanctimonious. Like, oh, because I'm physically, physically, like I'll do the thing that those people are mentally weak because they won't do these things. Man, you're standing on your own soapbox. So call myself out. No, you can't be a sanctimonious asshole and that you are exactly the same as them in a different way. You are not willing to do the hard things to get you to the next thing. So mine is detail oriented things, building. I need to build more relationships with people that are awesome at those things Mm -hmm. and have shared ownership in it instead of me trying to be the thing. So who cares if I cut loose 10% of it? I don't care. I, 10% of what? I ain't made nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If maybe for the, all the people that are listening and looking, if there are people that are awesome at um, dictating like vocals, if there are people that are either co-authors or can help with collaborating on either eBooks or physical copy of books, I don't care. It's one of those deals that I'll say it right now because I don't know who's going to listen is, I need people that are the same. They're yoked the same as I am in the physical side of things in those detail oriented services. They're masters at their craft in their certain area. Yeah. It's funny how like, that's what we're saying. You can't be amazing at everything, right? I try to be Mm well-rounded, like decent at multiple things. But Mm -hmm. if you're amazing at one thing, then it takes away from everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be a fucking the best quarterback in the world and then be, a great dad, it, you know it what I mean. Usually doesn't pan out. It, it's it's one of those things where the best you know best fighter in the world and then an amazing husband. It, it just doesn't work that way. It's so, so it's hard. Like, I've learned. To, yeah, I mean, I've, I've here recently. I really learned like, okay, how can I spread everything out and just try to be decent at everything? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Like, and then at the same time, like keeping a physical, a good physical standpoint, trying to keep a good mental balance, trying to you know balance the work, home life, kids. It's just like if you can just kind of trying to keep it even kill everywhere. I feel like you're winning. You know what I mean? Because yep. if not, it's you're teetering on one side of the other. One, one you know, failure to Yeah, you're to, just to win, close, you know? close yeah. enough to where you go, ah, oh, I can't let that one. So that's where I think that every time I come in here, that's why every time I come in here, I'm always on a different wave. Yeah. Because there's, there's refinement and betterment every time, every day, every minute of every day, if you're looking for it. And so – I'm trying to get better at spotting my own faults so I can get rid of them or at least not have those same faults. I'm going to have another one. There's probably 40 million faults I have, which I'll never get to the end of it, but I bet you live a damn good life if you get to most of them. Yeah. Do you think, do you feel yourself having to always work on something, whether it's yourself or another piece of something? Man, I, I don't ever, do, I'll put it like this. 
when people say, oh, I was just chilling, that is not a thing. I don't have I, it built in. I have me. like a project mentality 24 fucking 7. Dude, I wrapped three gifts this morning, trained myself, got in the sauna, shaved, did the whole thing, make sure, made everybody breakfast. Because like you yeah. can't, like what else you, what are you going to do? You just yeah. sit, sit down. Sit there, look through I, your I, phone. Those days when I do that, those are the days, the mental health days where you don't feel right. Right. And But also, you need them too. It's weird, right? You like, need it's fucking weird. You need a break, you know. But also, like, I was talking to you about this beforehand. Like, I had food poisoning like two days ago yeah. or three days ago, whenever it was. And so it took me all the way down and drained my whole body. I haven't had that shit in like 10 years, probably. Um, I had some bad tuna. I'm not going to name from where, but it was a sushi <laughs> place. Um, and it drained me completely and debilitated me. And then, so. A day later, I was trying to feel some type. Of, I was starting to feel some type of way, you know, like okay, I'm starting to feel half-ass decent. I'm still not 100. percent The next day, I'm like, okay, I really need to fucking. I haven't done anything for three days now. I really need to do something. So I'm starting to get a little energy together. I'm like, man, I just don't see how people. I can't take that much time off of anything. If I'm sitting like when you're sick, like I'm saying food poison, like it was bad, bro. It was bad, like mm-hmm. <laughs> where I couldn't get far from the bathroom coming from yeah. either end. You know what I mean? And so. When you're tied up and you can't do anything else, it freaks me the fuck out. Cause I like, I, there's no way I could go to prison. I would literally fucking kill everybody. Like, there's that's, no way, dude. Like, I think that's I don't know how what people, I would do. I'm truly, I, I mean, cut you off. I truly think that um, people that go to prison, that's why they keep going back. Yeah. It's cause there's something in a human that you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be singularly isolated. No. And and be stuck within walls, especially like if you're a golden doer. Some people, their energy level is just low. It yeah. doesn't matter what you say. They, they're just content with just like, hey, how you doing? I'm over here. That's fine. And that's cool. But when you know you're not geared like that, if you got, if you were incarcerated, you'd be the guy that did a thousand push-ups a day. Like oh, you yeah, had I'd a have routine. To, have something, man. You know what I mean? Like you'd be. You'd, I have to find a routine to, yeah, to keep me like go to the library, go to the yeah. fucking go here, do this, do this extra, you know, activity. I yeah. have to do all that shit because you're hyper too. Yeah. Is that I don't know where some people have more. I don't, maybe we just burn hotter. We won't be here as long, probably. Which is hey, that's what, unfortunate. And I feel like that's going to be the truth too. You know, like it is what it is. Hey, but you know what? Shit, I'd rather drive it like I stole it. Yeah, I mean that's what you've got to start thinking about, like. What damage have I done early on? How long is that going to live with me? You know, like, you know, what's my, you know, everything looks fine now, but could it turn a page in 10 years? You know, drastic, and it could. But at the same time, look, man, you like, I'd rather, like, go out with a bang than go out sitting on a fucking couch getting diabetes. You know what I mean? That's partly, you know, that's partly why that little voice is getting louder because I'm in so much pain. Yeah. So, I came up with this premise and it, it will come in the future. We already talked about that. Yeah. And then I came up with this pres- this, uh, premise of, I'm, I'm not able to push and do the things that I want to, because I'm so broken from what we just saying, just broken my knee, that, that repaired leg, that mm-hmm. knee is, it's real. Yeah. Like my hands, my elbows, like it hurts bad. Dude, my, yeah. My elbows that, pop like constantly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I get down because I can't, I can't fully, like, really dig in like I used to. And this is, I think, this is the feeling when people said, "Wait till you hit forty. Wait yeah, till you hit 50. Those People said that, and they wasn't. They're not as. They've done not done the shit. That's what's crazy yeah. to me, right? They say, "Wait till you get old." I'm like, "Yeah, but you just quit fucking moving." Yep. You know, and, it's and a difference. I, I wonder if. Well, granted, we'll probably never feel like like them. They're no. probably never. 
I think this might be the, the version, the active version of that. And that you start getting in your head of, ah, man, maybe I should just chill. Maybe I should just maybe, maybe, maybe. And I think, no, the reason why is you are not durable anymore. And that that's ridiculous. So <laughs> you're freaking fragile. Yeah. And so then I started getting this weird spinoff of, huh, well, if I'm injury prone and fragile, how fragile am I with my finances? Exactly. What if something happens? How fragile am I with my marriage? How fragile am I with my job? How fragile am I with relationship building? Where are my weak points? And I went, no, you, this is where I said, no, you're full of shit. Because if I'm fragile, broken, and it's making me feel some kind of way, like I'm getting down in the dumps, what happens if I'm fragile plus I have a big financial hit? Exactly. Plus I have one of my kids is doing bad in school. Plus me and the wife are not getting along. Plus, you know what I mean? Like plus, plus, plus. Mental health is directly tied to your, dur- to your durability now. So I think that that is also a very large component that everyone in this whole New Year's season is dealing with is they are fragile and they are not durable in multiple areas of their life. Like how many people, you know, that carry more than $5,000 in credit card debt? Probably 80% of the people Dude, walk fragile that we, finances yeah, that we talk to every day. Probably fragile yeah. finances, big ass auto note, huge mortgage. Let something happen to their job. Watch what happens to them. Yeah. So fragile financial. How many people are on the cusp of diabetes or hypertension or eating disorder or whatever? Fragile on the on the health side of things. How many people they let their kids just chill on a on a tablet? They don't interact. They don't teach them nothing. They don't take them nowhere. They don't spend no time. Fragile family life. Yeah. How many people are hollering at people on Facebook and trying to figure out OnlyFans and all that other bullshit? (laughs) Fragile marriage, like straight up on the verge of disaster. So I think this is why this is that new year, new me thing is because there's so many things that are teetering on like, fuck, I might, this might go over that if we could just say, okay, I'm going to build some more durability. I'm going to make sure that I take my ass to sleep. I'm going to make sure that I ask my kid how her science project is going. I'm going to make sure that I tell my wife without you, the house would not go as well as it should. And I'm speaking all these things myself because I have to constantly remind myself while I'm trying to make sure everybody's okay. While I'm trying to make sure that my health is like, I'm still Superman. While you try to scheme up all these little business ideas and all this other bullshit to stop and say, the most important people in my life, are they fragile? Yeah. Cause if they are, why am I doing all this other shit? So if my daughter's not confident in herself, I fucking tell her she looks nice today. This took me two seconds. If I can see my wife is stressing out, you say, Hey, I got this man. You're doing an awesome job. I just want to tell you unsolicited. Any of that stuff. Like I don't know. I told you, man, it's like I got punched in the face the other morning. And it sometimes when you get the, the hey stop being an asshole do something about it so that's why i sat down and painted that's why i fixed the stupid door that's why any of this stuff i'm just trying to be more what's the best way to put this i am trying to be ruthlessly introspective but meticulously 
aware of the people around me. Yeah. Because if I'm only in my own bubble and I'm the most awesome thing on the block, but everybody else is suffering, that is not the what's move. It, yeah, what's it, what's, it, what's it doing for you in the long run? Yeah, man. Or them, you know? Yeah. I, I heard um, that men are associated with what value they, are, they, they provide. Yeah. It's, it's a real thing. It's, I think it's like vasoprocin or something in your brain that through effort and like, hey, I brought you this, this thing I just killed. Like we've, that's how we view ourselves as valuable members to our people. I think that we live in our own head thinking that that's the only thing. That as long as I provide you with a good life and money and security and safety that I don't have to do anything else, I think that is absolute dog shit. That makes that, sense, though, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because most sense. dudes, we are wired. Like, if you're a good man, you're wired to make sure everybody's okay at your own expense. Yeah. You will do anything. You will not sleep. You will work yourself to death. Two, three, four, five jobs, pulling double shifts doesn't matter. And that you give, but you have nothing else to give. You give everything, every drop of you. But there was more that needed to be tended to than just the finances. It's kind of, yeah. It kind of boots you in the ass and you go, all right, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I'm not who they think that I am. And, but I can get that way. If you get around enough people, like I love listening to Jordan Peterson. That dude is fucking, he is nuts. And it, his ability to, to just, regardless of how you view his stance on some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. All of his stuff's not good. Just like all Joe Rogan stuff's not good. So you, I look at it of self regulation can lead you to paying attention and helping others do the same. So did I tell you, did I tell you about what I taught my son the other day about his last name? Mm-mm. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. This was an intentional part of mine. So I think it's, a, there's a lost thing of being proud of who and what you are. I think yeah, there's, that's, there's nothing, that's nothing even talked about. That's not even talked about. It's anymore, a lost right? yeah. thing. Like people <clears throat> have family crests. They don't even know what the hell their right, family I don't know where is. Where they shit come from. They have no idea. They just know, Hey, it's Scottish and I get this cool flag and there's a knight on there. But I'd started teaching my son. I said, buddy, do you know that you were champion from the day that you were born? He said, I was. I said, man, you got my blood in your veins, man. Do you understand that? He goes, I do. (laughs) I said, yeah, you have mine and your grandfather's and his father's and his father's and his father's all the way back. And there has not been a soft one out of any one of them. Yeah. I said, so every one of them, I said, you're the last one. So you were special before you even breathed. And so trying to get him from day one to understand I I have I lead in this world with a handshake in my name. That's it. It's all you got. And that you're known so if people associate him with me, they should have a good feeling about that little guy. Just like people associated me with my father. They had a good feeling about me. So passing that thing down and then letting the ladies know you guys I don't think that you guys understand that you're the best version of this name because you can give life. Like you, we can't do this and that you are the most special. Yes, he is. He carries it, but he can't do what you do. Yeah. And that you are far more, far more nice, far more detailed, far, you are far more valuable than we are. So trying to have them understand like, the importance of who you are and what you are and where you come from, it has nothing to do with 
you know, color or sex or orientation or any of that. It has to do with like your parents, every version. So every generation of kid is better than the previous. Usually if the parent did the hard stuff up front, the ones that are not better than the previous version is because the parents coddled them and gave them everything they wish they had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's like a, there's a, yeah, I mean, there's a breaking point, I feel like, always, right? There's multi-generations that keep getting better, and then at some point they fizzle out and fall because that coddle stuff happens. Yep. So, yeah. And so, and I'm trying to break the cycle of perfection, mm-hmm. breaking this cycle right now. So I lived my whole life under pressure. Like, I carried everybody on my back. I, in the very first episode, I think we, we, that's why I did everything is to help everybody. I break that right now. I said, look, I want you to do what you love. I will support everything that you love. Here's your job as a, as a kid. You always do good at school. I don't, you ever bring me home a C and that's your ass. Not if We do not play. And that you are respectful. That means to your mother. That means to, because they're, they're never going to punk me. They treat her different. Yeah. You will be respectful to your mother and any adult of authority. And you will do something extracurricular. I don't care from here forever. I don't care if it's art. I don't care if it's singing. I don't care if it's sports. Don't care. But do something that you love, and you don't have to be the best at it, but you better damn well give the best effort towards mm-hmm. it. So, like when, like my son, he said, because he sees me train all the time. He goes, well, I'd be stronger than you. I said, hell yeah, you will, because you're stronger than me already. At five, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And uh, he goes, yeah, but you keep training, so I can't catch you. <laughs> so in his head, he's already trying to catch. And uh, I want him to, I said, look, you're going to be better than me just because you started and you have a better example. And he said, well, am I going to be a better at wrestling and fighting? And I want to do it because you did. I said, look, I don't care if you do any of it. And I don't care if you win. I don't even care if you win. You know what I care? If you make that other one quit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I care. If you gave everything you had and that, and that, little, that little person – just didn't want, didn't want anything. You made him cry, but you still lost. Who cares? Don't care about it. Same thing with the girls. They're excellent gymnasts. Excellent. And they, they feel stressed because them, them people, they get their practice in 12 hours a week. Oh bro. That's, that's some intense shit. Dude, it's kids, nuts. Man. That's crazy. At, at, at seven years, at five, five to 12 going out by yourself in front of a couple, three, yeah. 400 people and performing a routine. And then there's judges judging you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done that. And you're prone to injury early on too. Very. You have to. You have to. Um, be great that you're in their corner because you know what to look for, yeah. right? Because those kids are, are injured so early their on. Their backs, their my, knees, my wife shoulders. is a gymnast, and uh, she has so much issues now. Shoulders popping out all the time and shit. Nope. Because they were making them do things in excessive manner that they should not have been doing. Nope. You know, for warm ups and things like that. And I even tell them, look, we skip practice. That's a. It's a like a. Yeah. If somebody were to know me from the past, they go, well, hold on. Who? What did you say? Because I would never miss practice. I don't give a shit if I got the flu or right, not. I'm going. Right, yeah. But I told him, because I'm thinking, this is a marathon. Yeah. Like, this little girl is nine years old. This one is 12 years old. You're nine shit. years yeah, old. Yeah, we're not trying to win a national championship. Tim, we no. want to win a world championship at 25. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. man, you're still a baby. Yeah. It's, she said, well, I'm tired. All right, we're not going to practice. Yeah. Oh, where's Olivia? Nope, she wasn't feeling right. Oh, where's Elsa? Nope, she, she had a friend come spend the night. Don't care. So we're we're stopping that perfection cycle right now. Yeah, that's not that's not a thing. And that if they choose to do another sport, this might be their last year. That they've expressed like, hey, I want to try soccer. Cool. If my son ever said that, hey, I'm not having fun at wrestling, don't want to do it. Great. What do you want to do? 
You want to play basketball? What do you want to do? Who's he wrestling at? Over at um, Northwest uh, Northwest uh, Warriors. Okay, cool. The little red right airline. Yeah. I like the I like the one up where uh, Cato. But it's like forty minute drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, with wrestling here, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of options. No, now their program is good. Don't yeah, get it twisted. That's good. Um, but I'm not driving forty minutes every day yeah. to practice. It's as it is. I'm trying to rush to get him to the to airline itself. Mm-hmm. Plus, man, he's five years old. Right. He'd be six tomorrow. <laughs> Mr. Well, shout out to him. Hell, Happy yeah. birthday. I'm just wrapping his gifts. He has a little buddy coming in today. We're supposed to go to Surge or whatever. Okay. That's a fun little spot. Have you been there? Yeah, we took that'll, the kids. You spent some money you. quick, that'll too. Buy, <laughs> but it's say, a good time. It'll you bite your wallet. You but can it's bowl. Cool. You can, they'll yeah. bring you drinks, food. That is they have, true. They have decent food, too. They have like a uh, they have a gluten free pizza. What? Yeah. Okay. Let me check it out. Cauliflower crust. Yeah, they have a menu. Now, with you and your lady, do you? you guys find the same things to be true because some of the stuff that i say is only unique to me because i can only see my little bubble of life yeah well so like she was pushed me at an early age i wanted to do everything because everyone else was doing it so obviously i didn't have an athletic family so i wasn't pushed to do things um but i wanted to play baseball because all my friends were playing baseball then i wanted to try football then i was playing basketball i was playing all the sports because my friends were doing it and i was trying to i guess figure out what i was good at i kind of sucked at all of them really and then, um, I think we all did. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like I kept doing those things and I did band and I did cr- I cross country. I was really good at cross country. Not that I was really, a, not that I was a champion, Wow. but that I, it made me, that's where the, um, working on yourself thing yes. started was cross country because okay. it's just you. Okay. And like, I realized when I started doing it, I wasn't the fastest so I could do the long distance. So, so I could do long distance track, long distance cross country. So huh. I, me and a few friends of mine, we actually started the cross-country team at Halton. Um, we just got together and talked to some people. And we're like, hey, we want to do this. And we put it together. And they have a great program since. So it's pretty cool to be the first year of that. That was pretty awesome. I never would have guessed yeah, that, that you was, were a cross-country Yeah, man. I mean, and now it's like I can still run long distance. I'm just not fast. Um, but, you know, anyways, um, with her – and then I got into later, uh, you know, got out of all sports and just started partying and then got into um, later and, and then I got into mixed martial arts and I really, you know, I liked it. Not that I was ever a champion at that either, but, but I, I grew so much myself, you know, within myself between, I think, cross country and um, mixed martial arts, which is, which is crazy to even talk about because those aren't even associated together, right? Oh, no. I mean, the Diaz brothers, they, they mix them two together yeah. pretty good, but it's a different style though, dude. Yeah. You're, you seem like more of a power type dude. Right, but I didn't find that until later on, right? Because I, I was I, I, I was a chunky kid and I lost a bunch of weight when I got in high school. And so when I lost all that weight, I wanted to run, so I didn't get fat again. So that oh, was my see, motivation. You and I got a similar we, story. We, yeah, we talked about that. That's yeah. crazy. And so my wife, where she was, she was the only child, and she was made to do every single fucking activity. I don't like cheerleading, that. gymnast, softball. And she was burnt she, out. She was the first female to play high school football in Texas. She Whoa. was she was fucking playing with dudes in high school football. Yeah, that's like a whole ordeal. Um, she was literally on the football team. Whoa. Yeah, Good maybe it was middle school. Awesome. It might have been middle school. Either way, she was the first female to play on a okay. male football team. And then um. And then all of the, you know, whatever, you name it, all the sports. And um, whereas, so now it's like with the kids, it's like we tried karate for a little while. They liked it, but they didn't like it. And, man, at this point, they haven't asked to do anything yet. We did running club this year, and they liked it. See, my, my both the kids wanted to running club, yeah. but I said, look, how are you going to do all – you yeah. can do anything else. They already got – both of them are cheerleaders and yeah. gymnasts, and that – they're every day of the week. You right, got. yeah. So I said, running club, running club be fun. It, was only, well, it worked out good because it's only like one day a week, and then they do um, and they do a race like once a month. 
And they had a good drive. They had a good. It's fun because, like, dude, it's like 200 kids in a race. That's cool. And when your kid comes in, like, the top 50, (laughs) you're like, shit, out of 200 kids. Man, that's awesome. And these are all age kids, you know? So that was cool. So they're doing that. And then who knows what they're going to do next year. But my thing is, like, you're going to do something. But here's the thing they don't have no TVs in rooms. We watch yeah. TV as a family probably one or two hours a week yep. as a family. Maybe a little more than that on the, on the off-season, like the off-school season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they they play outside all the time with their friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, like, I mean, they're active, and I'm cool with it, and we're not forcing anything on them. Um, but if they pick an activity, here's the thing I'm not doing. I'm not doing three fucking sports. You're going to pick one. I just, I just can't, man. Like, there's no way. Like, we have too much shit going on, and it's like – I'd rather you just double down on one than try to do four different things and spread mm-hmm. everyone thin to where I'm miserable because you have to go here. You're miserable and tired because you've done five. I just feel like, and my wife definitely, growing up that way, she's going to be like, hell no. So it's just like one thing. I think they're going to try soccer next year. We'll see. That's cool. But and I like, think until high school, it really don't matter. Yeah, man. It's like, just be active. You know, like, you're not, you don't, some kids get get their, you know, athleticism early on, but most of the time you don't develop that shit until yeah. you, everything's, every, you know, you know what's scary is? I didn't really hit the for real, for real stride until I was 20 years old. Like, I was, <clears throat> I got by on just being real, real mean. Yeah. But I remember being 20 years old and looking in the mirror going, damn, that's different. That's different. And then you start going, ooh, okay, there's some heat behind this now. Mm-hmm. Where some kids at 14 years old, you can see it. Like, they just smash everybody. Oh, there's some, there's, yeah, there's some monsters out there, man. It, it's insane. And what, here's what I hate, and I have this vendetta against it, and I don't know why. <laughs> Tell me what you think it's about already this. already funny. I already <laughs> these fucking dudes that make these kids play all this goddamn baseball. I don't, I, I They baseball themselves out, and then the fucking kid, by the time they're 16. Elbow surgeries. Fucks up their elbow and their shoulders, and they can't pitch anymore. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like because you know, like you you cannot like that's why baseball that's why sports have seasons. It's it's you know Louis, like, I think it's Louisiana Texas it's centric. Bad. It's and bad in this they, in the south. I feel like if you're not if your kids not in this feeder program, they're not going to get onto this high school team. Yeah. But I have a weird thought of that. If I can't get on the team, I'm not good enough. Yeah, no shit. And that. How damn sure will I work anybody that played travel ball? Don't care. Yeah. I'm getting on the team. I'm probably going to get you. So I told him, I told my wife, I said, look, if they, cause they're on travel and gymnastics, yeah. which that shit is real. Um, I told her, I said, look, if they ever want to step away, she said, well, you know, what if they don't get back to the level? So what if they have to get by on their, their athleticism and work ethic? Cause the kids that don't have those resources, they're still on the team. They just work harder. Yeah. So it's not like the coach is going to exclude everybody. Oh, if you don't play travel ball, don't try out. Well, it's funny, like with the with the baseball thing. So I grew up playing baseball, and that's why I absolutely hate it. I think now, like I played from probably the <laughs> ages of like six, maybe seven to like sixteen. I did the same. But you know, I was playing. I was never really great, but I was always playing it because my friends were playing it. And then I like took a year or two off, and then I saw my friends trying out for the high school team. It's like fuck. I'm going to try out for the high school teams because I wanted to play with my friends who I've been playing with, sure. you know, for these past years. Not because I had any desire. Social. And so, but I was, I was, I had desire for cross country and we had built that team already. So we had that little team going. So like cross country season is in the fall and then your track season's in the spring, right? Yep. And so in the spring we'd have the long distance stuff. And then in between you have baseball, you know, you have baseball sure. around all that too. So I tried out for baseball and I didn't make it. 
And I was like, okay, that's fine. But it was a hard pill to swallow then because True. my friends were playing yep. and I didn't get to play with them. And I was like, that made me feel like I wasn't as good as them. And I wasn't, but I was better or just as good as that's them across the country. And so I just doubled down on that. But for the longest time, that shit, I didn't even think about it until you said something. It stayed with me because I didn't make the team when I played with all these people, but I just wasn't fucking good enough. You know? and, that's just, okay. and it is what it is. And that's where I think people miss the point of you don't need to abuse your kid. Like this is, There's a term called long-term athletic development. You are hurting this kid long-term when you're sending them to a, uh, you're sending them to a strength coach at eight years old. That's dumb. Yeah, hundred percent dumb. You personal trainers, you can come at me. I don't care. It's dumb to have an eight-year-old kid doing specified training unless you're going for like the Olympics or something like Olympic weightlifting. You start at eight years old, fine. But for baseball, man, just have them kids play. Yeah. Have them play. Have them doing you know body weight centric stuff. Learn how to land correctly, like that. Okay, fine. But if you're having your kid go to a strength coach and a showcase and a special special baseball camp yeah. plus AAU season plus the regular season like the the kid never gets to be a kid no. and that sometimes it's the parent that is worried that their kid is not going to get picked so what it's going to teach the kid okay I'm going to outwork you okay I'm going to come out here and and I'm going to get a summer vacation cuz you need one it, it's a kid they're your kid you have no memories yeah. except for swinging yeah. a bat yeah. And then what happens when they're 16, they can't play anymore. What happens then? Exactly. In deep, dark hole of depression. Well, and the money these people spend on this shit. College tuition. Can you imagine for 15 like, years. For fucking nothing. For and going, that, traveling around and playing in 100 degrees on a fucking Saturday when you could be doing something else. Like, nope. if they're never, I don't know. Like, I get it. I get it. But there's so many people that are doing it that. They're doing it to the extreme where these kids are never taking any time off. I don't agree with at that at all. all. Like it's fall ball, and then it's fucking regular league, and then it's summer league, and then, you know it's just like. Look, I think you sh- you could pick. Say, look, if you want to play fall ball, we're not doing anything all winter long exactly. until we get to spring. To I'm not, I mean nothing. Yeah. You don't throw a ball. You don't even think about baseball. Mm-mm. Go do something else. If you want, if you want to try another sport, if you're dead set on wanting to do another sport. Go wrestle, yeah. go box, do jujitsu, do something something that's unrelated to baseball mm-hmm. because it's training other parts of the kid's body and it's not all one sided throwing a bat and yeah. or excuse me hit, swinging a bat and throwing a ball where that's overuse injuries over time. So if you're right handed, your left oblique is going to be extra crunchy mm-hmm. and that you're going to stand bladed and you're going to have back problems later because you've developed one side of mm-hmm. power and then. You got your throwing hand. You got one side. You don't throw the other hand. You got a glove in the hand. So let that kid do something else that's going to even out the system, I would say. Yeah. No, Swim. Shit. Do something. No, I agree. I think it's. Or do nothing. Yeah. Be a kid, man. Yeah. I, go build a fort. I mean, to go on a tangent about that <laughs> no, shit. No, it's cool. For some reason, it always bothers me, man. No, but that. Always you know bothers what? me. And I know people getting their feelings about it. And there is no, no shame in you showing that you love your kid by supporting them. Yeah, no, of course. It's. Just sometimes take a step back and say, how much money did I just put out and what juice am I getting from this squeeze? Yeah. Do we need to do every showcase? Do we? It, are college scouts looking at them when they're 11? Probably not. So Not unless he's a freak athlete, like freak yeah. of nature, which is highly, highly unlikely. You know and what I mean? You want to peak them when it's time to get the college offers anyways. You want to be right. peaking at 16, 17, yeah. 18 years old. Yeah. 
not peaking at 12 and then injured by 16. No. And that's where, that's I mean. It happens all the time. I see it all the time. That's maturity, though. So, yeah. being like your wife, she was like, just all the goodness just rang out of her. And then she goes, I don't want that for them. So, yeah. same thing. Same thing now. I'm older and less durable than I want. I don't want that for them. So, do I want them to have the hard lessons of you're going to work your ass off? Yep. And that's probably even better that they don't go to the specialty stuff. Let them be raw and that the coaches can teach them the stuff that they need once they get into the free high school season. Yeah, exactly. It's free. It's free. Shit. I'm not, look, you could easily drop 10 grand. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and for one baseball, like for a baseball a year, season, yeah. that's a, that's a probably a cheap year. Yeah. With you got combinations. Travel, travel and, every weekend and you know, all that travel. Yeah. Mm. Now, I love all sport endeavors. Probably keep the kid off drugs or you know, yeah. like, you know, in good company. Think that maybe if you have the one season and then let the kid play a free sport that's unrelated, just have fun with it. And then if you want to do the showcase right here, cool, but we're going to let our wallets cool off. Yeah. And then give you that. Because a lot of those kids can't take some, they can't take any vacations. Like no, no family vacations. Their vacation is going to these events. Yeah, because they 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 dress them up like a vacation. We're playing in Florida, yes. but the whole fucking no. time you're at the ballpark. You know yeah, I mean? hell yeah. no. <laughs> no, there's a so, I mean, I guess there's a bunch to there's a bunch to unpack, man. I think that we're all trying the best that we know how, but I think we're looking at it through a damn straw. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at everyone else and saying, well, can I do it better than them? How are they doing it? Why do they get to do it and we don't? Dude, I heard a good quote know. today. What? I think you will really enjoy this. In your 20s, you spend most of your time worrying about what th- what people think about you. Mm-hmm. In your 30s, you spend your time thinking, I don't care what people think about me. And in your 40s, you realize nobody thought anything about you in the first place. <laughs> it makes fucking sense. And I heard that this morning and I said, that I got to tell them that right here because really – like in your 20s and you're really trying to hustle and trying to figure out who you are and set your place in this world and you know maybe you've you've met the person you're trying to be with and you're trying to impress. I think some people still stay in the 20s mindset forever. Well, they do a long time. Man. So when they get in their third but when they get in their 40s that's a midlife crisis. Yeah. Is where they, they go, realize Wait it doesn't matter. None of this stuff that I did yeah. mattered. Yeah. Well that's that's the great thing, right? You, if you realize that it doesn't matter in the first place, I've I've been leading with that now for a couple of years, especially in the past like two years. Um, it's like losing, dude. When you lose all your ego, like, and of course we still have egos. Like it, every human being has it, men and women. It's not a, just a man thing. It's uh, it's just built different, right? But I feel like that I've just lost some more and more and more and more of my ego. And I tell my wife that too. It's like every every day we move forward, I'm losing more and more of it, and I feel better you i'm not scared better. to talk about anything now nope. i don't give a shit what anyone thinks anymore nope. um i'm just like trying to make the right decisions in life you know it's funny you said that just had a conversation with a lady at work of i'm wrestling with me being mr edwards and me being nate yeah mr edwards very much we will do this we will be here we are going to do this i i deliver when needs to be nate is crazy as shit and that constantly is having somebody dancing on a on a reel, yeah. and it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I love that part. the The problem with me is I've separated the two, and I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah. So, I think I'm going to start erasing Mr. Edwards fast and making it more when you see me, 
it is one in the same. Yeah, that's another thing. I've yeah, that's a good point. I've come to grips with that too. I feel like I'm more authentic and the same person all the way around than I was a few years ago. So that's I guess I feel like that's when you know you're coming into your own, right? Like where I'm the same, I'm gonna be dressed the same no matter where you see me. I'm gonna be you know doing the same. Like yeah, that's something that I feel like needs people need to grab a hold to, right? Mm -hmm. Because how old are you? Thirty three. Okay, you're not there yet. So there is, I think that looking at it now, like I literally am at the halfway point of probably, like I have 50% left. Where are you, where are you at? 40? 40. 40? Oh, yeah, man. 50, you're, you're, like like man. 80, 80. If you look at 80, well, you're old. Well, if you're pushing old. it as an, yeah, as, a, as an athlete, I mean, 80 is old. old. And, well, not, not, not that you're not going to live longer than that, but that's when shit's going to stop working. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I mean, like, that's pretty old. Yeah. I think that. I'm at the stage right now where <clears throat> I think that uh, there shouldn't be a midlife crisis. It should be a midlife awareness. And that you're aware that you don't have all the time you think. You've already spent half of that. So now get rid of the stuff that doesn't work or that's causing you problems and say, all right, cool. I know that I'm, I suck at this, this, and this. Or I've always wanted to try this. Do it now. Yeah. So when you're... 33. You said, I always wanted to, I don't know, wanted to learn how to freaking create some software. Yeah. Learn it now. So I'm trying to get into some of that. And it has nothing to do with first. It just so happened that yesterday I woke up real irritated. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I, I think there's more people, there's more people that are having issues. Yeah. There's more people that are having issues than they probably will let you know. And then oh, yeah. everybody that you think has it together, they are extra troubled. So like the, the people that are crazy wealthy, I used to think, oh man, I really want that life. When I started working with them, they wanted what we have. Yeah. You got to find a balance. And that's, that's something that I've realized too. I used to want all the money and then I didn't have the time or the, the mindset right now. It's like less money spread myself into more avenues and, Give and receive more. Well, you kind of live this whole thing. You started the food, the, the catering. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. So that was something that you always wanted to do. Yeah. And that it's, I think people don't, they don't ever explore that. It always lives up here. So they say, man, I, I could have done that. Yeah. I, that goes into that. Yeah. There's so many people that die with regrets. Hell. I don't want to, if, if, <laughs> if, if it's going to be a regret for me that I die, like when I die, it's probably gonna be a small one. It's not going to be, I don't want it to be no huge thing that I just wish I would not have done. It w- would have done, you know, didn't get to. I just, with all that time off with this, I mean, some, some people hate it that the kids are off that much. I don't care. And that it's kind of shown me that I'd like doing the stuff. That's the fringe that I'm not, I'm not used to doing now. Yeah. And that, now I just have to figure out how can I make what I do right now scalable mm-hmm. to be on autopilot and I have to service it every now and then to be able to do more of that fringe stuff to to have more life enjoyment while you still maintain the same quality of life as far as financial. Yeah. I, I've i noticed this and you, know, you said the kids being off like I just take them everywhere with me, man. Yeah. I need to go pick up wood. They help me load firewood. You know what I mean? I need to get wood. Do I mean, it. We'll get offline. Yeah. I want to know where you got it. Oh, I got, I, I got some people. I, I'll give you some, <laughs> I'll give you phone numbers. I got some people that I get wood from, but like I'll get Oak and I'll get Pecan. But like if I go get like whatever I'm doing that day, they go with me. Mm-hmm. Same. Like it wasn't, I remember doing that kind of stuff growing up, but it was like, 
also a lot of times dad or whoever just was like, Hey, no, you know, I'm going to this. I got shit to do. But now it's like, if I go meet a buddy for lunch, I bring the kids with me. I mean, you weren't none. No, like I, I want them to experience life. Like I didn't, I didn't, I never go anywhere and do anything when I was a kid. Like, you know, I didn't, I was kind of stuck at home stayed in, in your my, place, stayed in my little zone or, you know, it was with my friends or mm-hmm. parents were working. So it was the grandparents. Like, so if something's going on, I'll take them. Like we go, we go to the movies, we go, go eat, we go, you know, here, we go there. If I got to go do something shopping, I take them, you know, I take them with me everywhere. This is the only one I wouldn't bring them to cause they would, they would want to get on camera. Oh no, I wouldn't bring this. Yeah. No, I don't bring this. This the only like my at least mine would. Mine yeah. would be like, hey, no, no, yeah, I don't bring this. But like, I'm just saying, like, you know, like most people don't, you know, they kind of try to separate that. But yeah, no, definitely not here. But um, yeah, man. Anyways, where where you at on diet right now? Uh, what are you doing? Well, it goes back and forth. I just had a weird occurrence the other day. Like I've been, I'm pretty good with everything that I do. I mean, it's extra protein heavy. Like I'm, right. I make sure that I'm good. I had some shrimp and eggs before I came here, mm-hmm. and that. Um, but I don't like. I love Christmas cookies, but I don't eat them. So I said, "No hell with this. I'm eating some cookies. <laughs> I want some cookies, and they were amazing. <laughs> so I made them sugar cookies with my kids. I probably ate six, seven of them. With little Christmas trees on them and shit. Yeah, oh yeah. man, it was yeah. good. And I made. I, I probably ate six or seven, and then. Lately, I'm thinking like, God, man, there's something wrong. Like, I just feel like there's there's a bunch of water on me before, yeah. and I just feel weird. No shit, I eat them six cookies. The next morning, I was six packed out. I said, What is this? Yeah. So what happened is I think that I've gotten so accustomed to the things that I was doing. Yeah. I think my body was getting extra inflamed. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good idea to give yourself something here and there. I think I think it's fun to mix it up. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm doing. Um, and I had um, Dr. Tom Siskron on a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about this, but I was kind of fluctuating my carbs. I was like, I'm, I'm training a lot. Maybe I need to pick the car, carb in the intake up. But I've just came back to, and, and this even since he and I talked, I was trying to get around 100 carbs a day. I really come back to, dude, I'm probably only getting 50 now. Like, I've come back to, I like carnivore. Okay. I take I take my Jocko Greens. So Jocko Greens, meat. Some. After you tell me. Yeah, meat, and then... Um, <laughs> And then if I'm getting any carbs, it's from fruit. So I'm I'm okay. changing my energy source from carbs to fat, and so okay. I'm not I don't have a problem with eating fatty meats. That's where yeah. I'm getting my fat from. Um, that's where I'm at, man. Like right now, and I I just I keep going back to that. I've tried, you know, I try like carb cycling and you know keto and then doing you know whatever the fuck. But like for me, like I my body just is not like fucking carbs. Doesn't so matter what it is. Doesn't matter the fuck if it's rice. I think I like, know why. Because you were obese as a kid. Maybe so. So your body is set up to where it goes, hmm, no, I'm good. Yeah. I like this storing fat thing because yeah. you, you never lose fat cells. They just shrink. Yeah. So whatever fat cells you create, especially during certain times of your life, if you create them, they're there forever. And so they just flatten. And then when you get to getting everything getting full, your liver can only have so much, and then it kicks it out. Those fat cells start filling up, and that's why people get fat in their face and around the midsection, that whole deal. You may just have more of that. You may, your body just might might just say, definitely hmm, carbs, what's up? Yeah. Man, so that, now yeah. it's just, that's it, bro. I get I get a look. If anyone's like, you're not getting your roughage from your green. I got Jocko Greens. Get my so greens. You know you can make your own green powder? Yeah. I just did it. What'd you make it out of? So I grew, on my, you know, I got the COVID you porch garden. Yeah, you, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep it out there. So collard greens, kale, spinach, yeah. turnip greens, and then anything that has leaves. So if you're growing sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. The leaves are got a bunch of vitamin K and all kind of crazy yeah. shit in there. 
So you take all those leaves, because I had to chop them up real quick. The frost was going to kill them anyways, make them slime. So chopped them up and then put them in my dehydrator. And so I dehydrated it, put it in a bag. Each batch dehydrate, put it in a bag, and then you put it in a coffee grinder. Mm-hmm. You got Jocko Greens for go. nothing. There you go. That's it, man. You just got to grow it. Yeah. Or you can just go to the store. But so you're taking greens? You take greens? Yeah, man. So I'll take greens. Plus, I try to get three vegetable sources a day. See, I'm not. I, I am so bad at that. I would rather just have meat, man. Yeah. Now, granted, a salad to me is no big deal. Like it, That's like eating air. Yeah, I don't fuck with a salad. I feel... I'll tell everybody it's empty calories, in my opinion. It's like opinion. eating air. So yeah, you're eating, eating lettuce with absolutely no intri- nutrients unless it's spinach, and then you're adding fat to it. Yeah. And, so, it's, and, it's, and it's polysaturated. You know, it's, it's stuff made with, you know, fucking nut oils and all that. And, I use the garlic expression one. Yeah. Where it's cane sugar, and you get vinegar and water and everything. Right. Yeah, that's fine. There. And then, um, so I, I try to get three different vegetable sources because I heard a, heard a researcher saying that, the food cravings you have are because of the colonies in your gut that you're feeding. Mm-hmm. So if you feed, if you eat a bunch of sugar, it's because the colonies are going, no, yeah, I like this. Your feed, that's their substrate that they have. So if you starve it from the sugar and you start adding beets, now a new colony that can digest that thing, it wants that. Mm-hmm. You start shifting the things that you want. So gut health, gut microbiome health dictates what you're doing up top. Mm-hmm. So whatever colonies you're feeding are the ones that are going to either help you or hurt you. Yeah. So I try to give it like fermented stuff, kombucha, hippie tea or kimchi or sauerkraut or any of that stuff. Um, cabbages. So anything like cruciferous vegetables can't speak. Um, that make you kind of gassy, but if you have yeah. beans, you'd be all right. And then, um, something really bright red or dark, dark purple blue, like that type. Because each one is going to have a different profile. Yeah, like now, your eggplant or your tomato. Yep. yep. So now, do I do I love eating it? I'd much rather have a pork steak. Yeah. Much rather have that. So what I'll do is take like the Asian approach where you have all these vegetables and you use that meat to flavor those vegetables and then add whatever kind of carb source that you want. Mm-hmm. Whether it's fruit or rice or bread or yeah. whatever. That way... I try to I try to advise people that protein and vegetables should be your be your base no matter what. That way, you're getting the because they're basically it's like a it's like a solar panel that you're eating. So the solar panel that you're eating it's just giving you the energy because it it all that sun's energy is in there. So you're gonna get that. Am I a vegan? Absolutely not. Yeah. Not even no stretch of the imagination. I just know that colon cancer is a real thing. Yeah. So I'm not a fan, and that um. However you got to get your fiber intake, do that. Don't matter how you do it. I don't care if you eat fiber one bars. Don't get some fiber in there. Um, But the meat is never going away. So I usually get eight to ten ounces of meat every serving, no matter what. If I get less than eight, it's an insult because it's it's not enough food. It's not going to fill me up. No, not enough food. And that primarily what I've been eating is deer. Yeah, I eat a lot of deer. My brother-in-law, unfortunately... They moved and forgot a whole freezer full of deer. So unfortunate for him, fortunate for me, I inherited all the deer. <laughs> and I need to get one more this year so that way I can keep the process. Yeah, I gotta going. get. I got one in the freezer. I probably need to get two more before the end of the season. We still got like thirty days. So I'm gonna try to go get two more. But um, yeah. Did you dude, take I, the kids? No, not you yet. Take not, them. not yet. Um, her I'm taking them her two, three dad. Times. Like I don't even have time to go hunting. I've been letting people like. Her dad oh, kill one, hey, and I'll just get it from here. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, every weekend I've been grinding 
catering and shit. So, yeah. but um, I'll go like typically once or twice a year with my buddies at their camp, and I'll you know kill one or whatever. And um, but they they're almost old enough for them to go. They're seven and eight. Like it's uh, I didn't really start going until I was like ten. You can do it. Yeah, I took yeah. the girls last oh, yeah. week, and that they were going to shoot a doe, and the wind swirled. I was so mad. I wanted them to shoot that. It was a little one. But I yeah. don't care. To them, they would have been all excited. But I've been taking them because, once again, I don't want it to be all about athletics. And that that's captive time. They cannot get out of the stand. Like, yeah. we're in there together. Like, you can't you can't be on a, a tablet or anything. Like, I'm, we're here. You've got the, the binoculars. And if I'll hold the gun and let them look down it and say, okay, you see the crosshairs? And they're doing it. It's, it's it's a six five cream morse. It's not gonna kick their shoulder yeah, off, yeah. but um, it's enough to where I want them to know where the food came from. And so if they waste that food, you had to kill that thing, and that thing died, and now you're throwing it in the trash. You yeah. wasted it. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's not as much disconnect anymore. Of oh wait a minute, that thing was just happy and frolicking. I killed it. Now I'm just gonna waste it because I don't want it. So I'm trying to tie that back to where. Whatever they eat, they understand where it came from, and there's some things you may want to have more than others without giving them weird complexes of eating disorders. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told her, as I said, we're going to start taking them. I'm going to probably start taking them next year with me when I get more time to go. I haven't really wanted to go this year because I've been too busy hustling other shit. Um, that's why I told her. I was like, it's not even like, – she's like, why? I was like, because it's something I like to do as a kid. It's a skill. Let's give them an opportunity to do it. And um, it's just cool to be able to, to add that to your 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 resume of growing up, right? Man, it's you know, a it's skill. Like, it's Look, cool. Yeah, any skills awesome to have in the toolbox, right? They don't even have to see one. No. They, it'd be cool if they see it. It's more or less, hey, I remember when we went and did this, this. Well, it's week. a little hard too, right? you got to walk a good ways. You have to be quiet. Yep. You have to sit still. It's usually cold and uncomfortable. Yep. Like all those things are good for you. Yep. I think they're good for you. Even as a child, I think they're good for you. I'll tell you, take them afternoon and take them in the morning. Because in the morning, they're like, is it time to go? It's time to go. It's oh, time yeah, to yeah, go. yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you take them in the afternoon, they know, they know when dark is there, yeah, so, it's time to go. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why I, I took them morning a couple times thinking, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And that, don't take them to anywhere whether you're chasing the giant one that you've always been yeah, with. Don't take do that. Just take them, we're just, take them somewhere. Meat hunting. Yeah. Take them somewhere where, look, if something gets away, you go, ah, damn. All right, fine. Yeah. So trying to, like you were saying, I take them everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like we went fishing the other day. That's something we well, hadn't done this year. Um, we need to do that. I, uh, call well, as it warms up, we'll go. Yeah, we just that's the little bayou by the house. The car yeah. little gar over there, they were yeah. excited. But trying to get them, trying to get them interested in other stuff. Matter of fact, we just added a member to our family the other day. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's damn bearded dragon. Oh yeah, you got your bearded dragon. <laughs> yeah, because well, like I told you about the grades, I'm extra serious about the grades. Very yeah. to play. And I said, if you get straight A's, I'll let you pick a pet. Can't be a cat or a dog because it's a very that's a big that's a big thing. Where cat, the mom was, her mom's extra allergic to cats. And a dog, it's a lot of the work. dog that I'm the dog that I'm gonna get. Yeah, I can't mess around. Like it's not a, it's not a light expenditure. Right. So it's I'm going between either a borable or a corso. Okay. And uh, remember Lorenzo from BNI? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is a corso. Yeah. And that crazy black thing. I love that <laughs> thing. And it it's between those two those two breed dog, guardian dogs, and you have to be able to spend time and yeah. train and have room for them to run. So. If we can get property 
then yeah, we can. But I'm not buying a dog until you got property no, to be able to do that. That's another thing. I was talking to someone about that the other day. Like, all oh, these people have all these dogs in this neighborhood. Like, it's so funny to me. Like, these they have these little tiny yards on these quarter acre lots with these, you know, forty by forty yards, and these dogs are in this cat in the captivity all the time. And if they get out, everyone freaks out. Oh my God, there's a dog out. There's a dog out. Like. That's, they're not living their best life. I don't give a fuck how big of an animal lover or activist you are. Your dog inside your house all the time and going out to your 40 by 40 yard, it's not, it's not fucking healthy for your animal. I don't care what kind of run. Yeah, they need to move, man. It's so, not. And so, like, I'm a proponent of, like, fuck, like, I just don't like it, man. And it's so funny, right? Because if you have a cat, we have a cat. He gets out and runs the whole damn neighborhood. No one says anything. That's a baby lion. Yeah. He literally <laughs> is way more dangerous than, than a dog ever would be. tear your ass off. Yes. Yes, so predatory now, animal. Are you guys trying to get out, get out from the development, or do you? Oh yeah, eventually it? we will. Um, I yeah, I mean that's out. how I grew up. I mean, you know, I grew up um, not. I mean, well, I, I say that. I my my grandparents. I never grew up. We grew up in Trailer Park, you know. But like being with the grandparents, whatever, out you know with land and stuff. Like one was on the lake, the other was you know had some land. So like, yeah, one day that's definitely gonna be something. I think if I can get five acres, I'll be straight. Yeah, that's all you need, man. That's, I, I, for me, honestly, all I want. Like it'd be nice. It would be nice to have somewhere to hunt, fish, have all my shit, build my own vehicles, which I'd never have a space to do that. I'm always having to kind of borrow people's stuff and all that. Like have my own shop, my house, and then enough land where we could do all the activities there. We That's, don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to pay for a lease. We don't have to do these things. You you just described the whole yeah, layout. Yeah. So perfect. five acres. The back the the back three acres are maybe four. Yeah, four acres. Let's give let's give it four acres of of trees, mature trees back there, you only have one acre that's managed. Yeah. So mowed and the right, whole deal. Right. There's that's a plenty. pond at the back edge of the woods. So mm-hmm. right at the back, so you're not mosquitoes at your house. You got a pond at the back edge, so animals come up to drink. Coincidentally, there might may or there may not be a stand over yeah. there. Yeah. And then you got a house, pool, 40 by 60 workshop yep. right to the side right yep. there, the driveway run right up to the thing. You could have a lift in there. Yep. There's an efficiency apartment yep. that you know, a thousand square feet where if you get somebody that come, get, come has in too town. much drink yep. or, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, yep. whatever, they can stay in there. Or if your mom or whoever, I mean, you, That's you me. literally described the thing. We were speaking the same language. <laughs> it's exactly what I want. And I keep finding shit like that, and they're they're not the best shape. And I'm like, hey, look at this. She's like, no, we're not moving that shit. Because like, yeah. <laughs> she knows. I could, be, I could fix it up, though. Like, no, but no, man. That's definitely what it's going to be. Um now, Why do you think that is lately? Like more, more people like the city type guys mm-hmm. are wanting more of that now. What now, do you, do you like, think I've that is? Always, I've always wanted that. Um, it's just been a slow progression. Like my, the first house I technically built and bought like in like 2012, I had a, I mean a single wide trailer on some family land that I had for, you know, from 18 to 22. And then 22, I bought a, a house in south of town down here and I got a, a whole acre lot. And I wish I would have kept that. It was great. And plenty of room to add stuff onto it and all that. But um, I've always just liked that, mm-hmm. you know, room. Um, you I build like, Now, you're building your own – you're a good mechanic? You oh, get, yeah, 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 yeah. I can do air tools and all I that? Can, I don't have hardly anything now because I don't have the shop room. But I used mm-hmm. to have – when I lived, you know, in the, the trailer, I had my own shop behind there. And I, you know, had all my stuff. And then I lived on that other piece of property with that house. I had some stuff. And I've slowly gotten rid of it because I kind of – my life got busy and – I was more focused on growing the brand and the business and the marketing and all that stuff and not not so much on my hobbies. Now as you get older, things are starting to get back into those. And um so yeah, I mean I can build I mean my hopes are to build, you know, a car in the next ten years. You ever done one? 
I've helped with a lot. I mean, I grew up in a mechanic shop, so yeah. See, man. that's one area where I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm better with the carpentry stuff. See, I suck at I that. I suck at that. I'm not carpentry shit. I can fix something plumbing or something at the house, whatever. But when it comes to building something, count me the fuck out. I'm not I just doing. Build my kid at art desk. The other I saw day. that. I saw that. Hey, man, I'm telling you, man, it's it's one of those deals that you're filling in the gaps of. It royally pisses me off when somebody can do something I can't. I don't like it. Yeah. So I I was never grew up with like wood tools or anything. No nobody showed no carpentry stuff. Mm-hmm. You just slowly go. Hmm. I think I could do that. You mess it up and you buy a little piece here or there. But I want to get like that with the automotive because I told yeah. my son that it's, it's a different thing, man. Build build something for like if, if my girls wanted to build a car, like they want their first car to be built, cool. It's a it's once again it's a captive time that you're spending with them that they're gonna remember that whether or not they keep the car for however long it doesn't matter yeah you you remember hey I helped you with the timing chain hey you know I know I know how to set a cam hey yeah. I, you know I pulled the transmission that way male female it doesn't matter like it's the memories with your people that's another skill set in the toolbox man yeah. Shit, I might be, if we can get to the shop, I might be over there. It's maybe. happening, bro. It's happening soon. But no, I, I definitely um, that's something I want to. I have multiple vehicles. I want to build a '70 Chevelle. I need to build a 1955 uh, Chevy truck. There's multiple vehicles that I want to build, and I'm going to do them from the ground up. And I already, they're in my head. The blueprints there. I just it, it <laughs> want, whenever I get to that point in my life when I have the extra money, time, and resources, then I'll do them. Can you, know? you weld? Man, enough. Like, but I'm not. I, when it comes to like if we're welding frame parts and stuff like that, I'll, I I got a good welder. You know what I mean? Like I have a, a buddy that'll Once come over do that for gotta, me. You know? gotta, yeah, like I'm not now. Nah, if I'm just welding in some aluminum floor pans or something, I got that. You know, but as far as like we're doing frame welds and suspension welds, I'm not. I'm not touching it. So I don't know none of that. All the things that that's all fabrication, the things that, man. That's <clears> I, I can mechanic. I can can't fabricate. So like all of the things, all of the all of the necessary trades. I want to have at least knowledge. Yeah. So carpentry, I can definitely, like I can build this table. Yeah. Or <clears throat> a door or whatever. Um, electrical, I know a little bit. Enough to where I could run a line from my house to my shed. I won't because it's not to code, but right. I, I know how. Right. Um, plumbing, mm, I don't know much about yeah. that. Need to learn about that. You have HVAC, definitely want to know about that's, that. Yeah, that's a whole other ballgame. And then um, automotive repair, need to know more about that. Um, what's the other trade? I know drywall, I can do that. I can paint. I don't know nothing about roofing, but I need to know all those things because when you own a house, you need all those things. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to call contractors. Well, not only that, but it, it's not, you don't want to be the person that's like DIY everything and fuck stuff. But the thing is, is knowing if they're fucking you over or not, too. Yeah. That's what you're you you Yeah, enough knowledge to be like, hold on, that's not right. No, that's nah, bullshit. I yeah. just went and priced paint the other yeah. day because I want to paint, I want to repaint the inside of my house. I had quoted like six grand. But I said, so I said, let me go price the paint. Yeah. It was $800 for material. Yeah. So I said, there ain't no way it's $5,200 for labor. The reason why people don't paint their house is because they're freaking lazy. Yeah. Just, I call myself out, just freaking yeah. lazy. So it's one of the ones where I just have not allocated the time to do it. So before you had the extra money to call somebody, you just figured it out. Hey, man, I got some beer and pizza over here, man. You want to do the paint party? You get the trim. I got the big stuff. Yeah. You may, may, I might have to get back to it. 
Weird. I've done it. I've done it before, man. I've done it. I hate painting. I and uh, I did electrical stuff too. I worked with a guy. I was in high school. Um, I think it was right out of high school. I was maybe I don't remember if, if in between like junior or senior year. It might have been after high school. I was working at the family sawmill. Then I decided I want to do something different. Maybe I don't. I don't remember the timeline. But anyways, worked with the uh, electrician for four or five months. Hated it, but I learned a lot. So I See. got. I have pretty good knowledge, and we worked with like one twenty. You know stuff, and then we also worked with the big, big industrial shit. That whenever it shocks you, you're you're melting. Like if oh, you no. touch it, you're not letting go of it. You know. So I want to get the shit that hums when you hear it on. You know. Yeah, I want to have each one of my kids have a trade. Yeah. Because they're they're all, it's mandated. They have to go to school. That's not a thing. Like I don't care. You have to get a degree that is transferable to gainful employment. I don't care what it is, but you also got to have a trade that you like. So if it's fabrication if it's pottery if it's i don't give a shit we, my one kid just said that she loves doing like the fx type makeup yeah where like airbrushing and mm-hmm. like helping i don't know freaking people with their weddings or whatnot yeah. so a trade like something like that to where even if the world just went to shit you still are fine so yep i know how to weld i got you i'm gonna be on your site tomorrow yeah skill set yep. skill set you gotta get them right because with your hands, our people like didn't. Using hands they just told us go to college. They didn't know any better because they didn't go to college. Because they didn't want to go. Because they did all were in the trade. Yeah, they and said they no, were like, I don't want you to have you my life. Want, we don't want you to work all the time. But what's great now? It's like we got the best of both worlds. How about we learn trades and we have the knowledge? Yeah, yeah. we can pick and choose. What you we can manage do. the trade at that yeah. point. So you already have the trade now with the MBA or whatever you get. Yeah. Now you can hire people to run your trade mm-hmm. business. Yeah. That's the move. Yeah. No, I agree. So that's where I'm trying to make my shit scalable. Like the stuff that I do for the primary job would love to be able to figure out how to have somebody say, all right, general manager of this person, here's the point. Here's the, here's the, the people I need. We need to get at DJ for the social media presence and the search engine op- optimization. And run it. Yeah. It might have to be a thing. Hit me up. <laughs> it, might, it might just happen right here. Um, well, let's see. On the, on the other side of that, what about, um, like, where are you at on working out right now? Man. So, after I gave myself the pep talk. No, matter of fact, this goes back two weeks ago. Where I tried an old program that I have not done in about five years. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely folded me. And I went. Okay, not performing to the standard. So maybe I can't do that all the time because it's not good. I, it's probably not going to be good for me. But two days a week, it is exactly that. And when I'm talking about you second guess whether or not you're going to keep doing the reps. Yeah. It's one of them you're like, nah. But then the other the other days are be like yesterday. So yesterday morning when I had my pep talk and I – drank my coffee while I was painting and because I said I was going to paint. Then I went outside and I set the clock at first for two-minute rounds of kickboxing. Yeah. I went, uh-uh. You are shortchanging it again. So I bumped it up to five-minute rounds. Oof. And I said, okay, you're going to do a championship fight plus a tiebreaker just because you're being soft. So five five-minute rounds plus a five-minute round tiebreaker where – you have to touch the bag at all times. You cannot not touch the bag. I don't care if you're kicking the knee and elbowing, it doesn't matter. You have constant touch, bang, 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 volume. And then five minutes on, one minute off, and that after that, 15 minutes in the sauna, stretch, do your day. So 
two days are exceptionally hard strength training. Mm -hmm. And then two days are volume because my joints hurt so bad. And then I'll have one day at least of something like that because the durability part is why I don't roll, which makes me so furious. And I'm, yeah, man, when you have knee, when you have knee issues, man, it's like it's a ticking time bomb, right? It's like you, you you can't feel, you, feel you like just glass. any wrong movement, like especially in a rest, like in tr- going for a takedown or you know transitioning, any wrong movement, and you're fuck, you're, you're done. Like what what's the you know? That's what got me feeling real irritated about not being durable part yeah. of it. And so I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back to drill this year. It's just now I have an adductor. Yeah. I, have, I have an adductor injury now. Yeah. I thought it was a hernia. <laughs> they just did all sound me now. I got an adductor. Something's wrong. Damn. So I got to go with PT. I got to call him tomorrow. <laughs> it's always something, bro. It's never, it's never going to be. Are you doing that? You were doing a Grand Canyon road challenge. You still yeah. doing it? Yeah. All I right. got a so hundred and forty five miles in right now. Okay. So I don't know how far I got in. I think I told you I was in like two or three weeks and I stopped. And here's why. I know I'm mad about it because I wanted to tell you. I didn't want to be bitch made. I say, hey man, I'm not going to finish this road challenge because <laughs> you got we decided. Other priorities. Well, we decided to pick up the may- not nothing. To, not I'm not not working out, but we picked up the mayhem program, so we're doing yeah. the mayhem program now. Yeah, and so it's it's three hours a day man, of training. It. So like, and and you know if I'm doing that four days a week, I, there's rowing in there. I, get, I fuck. I rode. I rode. I did 200 calories today. So what would that equate to? A lot. I, it took me 24 minutes, you know. A lot. Uh, compounded with 100 burpees, 10 in between each set. I don't know uh, how 20. much, but I know it's a lot. Yeah, 10 rounds of 20 cows and then 10 rounds of 10 burpees in between I those about 20 four cows. miles a day. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, so, like, I'm still getting miles in, but I'm just not going to be able to do, like, a – I'm not – I haven't been tracking it because we've been doing a new program. Yeah, I took three weeks off because my back was hurting bad because I think it's just so much – Oh, my, my, yeah, my lower back was hurting. I was like, fuck, man. Damn. And then, so now, yeah, I'm, I'm over the halfway hump. I was going to try to do it before the 40th because I'm almost 40th. March 6th before. Okay. But I don't want to put it on there because I know what's going to happen. I'll do it, but I'm going to be hurt. Yeah. Stupid. So, I don't care when I get it done. I got 130, I don't know, 130 miles left. Well, when it warms up, won't you come do a workout with us? Yeah. Long as I mean, if I can get warmed up, man, I'm good. It's like a uh, we'll do like a Spartan style workout. Okay. Like we'll do some some weights, and then we'll do like some Atlas stones, some tire flips, Damn. some obstacle stuff. This where is this at? It's a bit CrossFit where we work. Oh, nice! Yeah, all that's behind there. They have a whole course. That's right. With bucket the big carry wall and all bucket that. Bucket carry. What kind of bucket carry are you talking about? Cement. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm thinking, all right, buckets out here. No, bro, cement. That's Throw hilarious. cement over your shoulder. Full okay. of, uh, five-gallon bucket full of cement. I don't know what that weighs, like 100 pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, Three-mile tire run. Did that a couple times this year. Yeah, it I sucks. seen you doing that. It sucked. That, that's <laughs> when I don't get you, and you was hateful with life. That's but awesome. no, man, you need to come do that with us. No, I do it's, it. uh, it's, it's a lot more, like, not when it's cold and dingy and we're doing, we're doing more, like, um, the games, the CrossFit games, the Open's coming up um, in 52 days, I believe, 51 days. Um, so we're gearing up for that. And so we'll be doing just like um, we'll start our day with like a body weight AMRAP or something, a wad, and then we'll go into like actual weightlifting and then end it with another wad probably. So you're training three times a day? No. Right now I'm doing Monday two-a-days, Tuesday two-a-days, Wednesday once, and Thursday once. That's where I'm at right now. Um, how is your 
but joints. But it's different. Well, so like what I've been doing is like Mondays heavy lifting, and then Monday nights like a CrossFit wad, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday same thing heavy, and then Tuesday nights like a CrossFit wad. So I've been splitting that up. Okay. Um, my joints. I mean, I'm okay. I feel good. Um, glucosamine. <laughs> glucosamine. I, I I'm really feeling. I'm. I'm telling you, man, cutting these carbs back down again, I just have more energy, and I'm less inflamed. So, hey, I don't know. Have you had blood work done pre and post? No, I need to. So, I need to. Yeah, I'm, do that. I'm doing. So, I, I'm running this program through March, and then I have blood work done then. Okay. And then see where I'm at, and then I'm going to shift up some stuff as far as hormones and diet yeah. for the next three months. And I'm going to look at both. Man, I'm interested in it. I want to see what, what, what you're doing. Who are you, who are you talking to? Like, what are, what are they trying to have you do? Like, so I like I've kind of been that. doing all this myself, and then I'll have who, – who actually is a urologist who was here, nice. here um, a few weeks ago, Dr. Tom Siskron. I'll have him run a blood panel. He'll do a full metabolic blood panel. We'll look at everything. important. Yeah, and I already talked to him about it. So I said, let's – you know, we're in this cycle into – I say cycle. I'm not on anything, but I'm ending this program, I guess – into March, then I want to run that full metabolic panel, and then we'll look at everything. It's very important. So well, I, I want to know where I'm at. I want to dial it in, and I want to stay that way. And yeah. I want to stay, keep track of it every quarter. Just check it. I get mine done every three months. What, I mean, what's the what's the fucking hour every three months to, no, to check it. your health and see? Ooh. Am I getting it? And your body can change. Like it's mine, not you can't dial it in and just leave it alone. No, mine. My my blood sugar was looking real weird for a mm. minute, and they were thinking, "Man, are you pre diabetic?" Mm. So I, that's why I get it done so frequently that's to see okay where are your where your inflammation markers Mm -hmm. where where is your vitamin d b12 where is your estrogen where's your progesterone or progesterone lord testosterone estrogen estrogen numbers iron levels like it shows like okay where's your red blood cells do you have too much viscosity in there do you like what's going on so it's better to to know and then make good decisions you know kind of shuffling things Maybe you need to add more cardiovascular activity. Maybe you need to cut back a little bit of carbs. That's why I kind of ratcheted in the back. My blood sugars were looking weird. Yeah. So it was like 6.5 or something. I mean, it, that was not yeah, good. To get the carbs out of there. And that, you know, bring it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, he said, man, it really dropped. Mm-hmm. He said, but, he said, your inflammation marker is through the roof hmm. because I've been training harder. Right. And he, he had said, okay, that makes sense. You know, your levels would be a little different. And I have to do another one um, February. Yeah, February I go do another one. So I go down to Treeport. I mean, it takes no, I don't know, what, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. They draw your blood. It goes in this little kit thing and it has ice packs in there. Send it off. And then they, they call you with your results. And you send me an email and then they say, hey, we'd like to have a phone consultation for, I don't know, a week. Oh, you're later. doing one of those programs online? Yeah, from when I was in Charleston. Yeah. So I had first started talking to them then yeah. because I was feeling really, really bad. And I didn't know why, but my, my levels dropped down to like 100. Well, you talked about that because you're on TRT now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, I think previous abuse, like when I was younger, taking all kind of shit that I shouldn't have been taking, whether it been from testosterone to, sure. to, to fucking everything, anything I could get my hands on just because I was like be trying to get strong and jacked. Head trauma too, though. Yeah, it could be any of those things. So like now it's like I'm I'm gonna I'm just kind of trying to figure this out. And I probably may end up having to be on that one day too. And they dropped you know. me down because I told them I was like, ah, like my love, my numbers came up. They were those numbers are good. Mm-hmm. And that I said I don't think 
I don't think that it should be this high. It's because I know enough to be dangerous. Well, you know where you're, you know where you're, you feel healthy at, right? Yeah, like right. if it, if you're waking up every morning like fuck, I'm ready to kill this day. Yeah. It'd probably be a little. Yeah. High. So I told him, I said, "Is it advisable? Can you cut it? Can should we cut it in yeah. half?" And he said, "Absolutely, it's advisable. Like this is all, this is all your own thing." Mm-hmm. He said, "You don't have to be at anything. It's it's where the minimum effective dose is the correct one. Why would you?" ride the lightning for what you're just going to shorten the ride it's dumb yeah man so like right now i would be considered like the level of a 30 year old so it's like 700 yeah so normal just normal regular like like a 30 year old dude just walking around i don't need it to be 1500 yeah that's not yeah it got up to like 1340 well, fuck around and hurt yourself it's dumb you know what i mean yeah so come down there's there's way less yeah but I, i've had it that i guarantee you, i've never even measured my levels but i guarantee you when i if, anytime i was full-fledged running something i promise you i was close to those numbers you know running stuff here and there See, and i was never doing it healthily either because i was I made mean, training and you know fighting or whatever but i was also drinking and my diet wasn't in check all the time and um now it's just like man trying to get everything flatlined sure organically and then Dialing in, you know, everything that, from there. That's how you maximize. Because I think a lot of people will use a service like that as a crutch mm-hmm. versus using your output and your intake to really, that's the that's the big driver. This is just the autopilot. Like autopilot and make sure that you stay where you're supposed to be. This is what's going to bring you up or down. Yeah. So your food and your fitness is going to bring you up or down. This thing makes sure that your your system stay where it's supposed to be. And tequila, I throw that in there too. <laughs> hey, you know what? I throw my tequila in there, man. But I um, I, I regulate that, and uh, I've I've learned to move that around since watching my recovery and workout times and stuff. I learned that to move. I move that around based on what days I'm working out hard and the day I'm not going to work out hard next because I know it's going to affect my recovery for the following day. You hey, know what I mean? I would not look if there's a big strength like the two big days I'm telling you about that are yeah. terrible. There, you could not make me. Yeah, because I know what that does. Yeah, where if I'm boxing, I don't need that. Yeah, I mean, it ain't gonna hurt me none. I'm well, boxing. Also, like if you're having a day off, do it the night before the day off. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you just ration how many, how much carb that you're gonna give, how much carb and fat that you're gonna have for yeah. the day, because you're gonna eat up a bunch of calories right there. So you just gotta know what you're doing mm-hmm. when you're playing with the chemistry set. Yeah. So, like, I think it's really smart that you're talking to the doc. Um, I highly implore any and all do not try to venture out and do anything stupid because I didn't even didn't even think to do anything, any kind of maintenance, any kind of anything until I went to the doc because I felt so horrible. Yeah. And he said, Hey man, you're at like a 70 year old's level. So this is not normal. And so they started me on what's a pregnancy hormone called HCG. Yeah. And so it gets everything back. Right. Mm-hmm. And that the, you ride I don't know, six months or something and then it goes off. And so six months later I tested and they're like, I didn't bounce as much as we hoped that it would. I think it was from head trauma from sparring. I've never been KO'd, but for sure all them times breaking helmets in football, I had like six of them. And that every time you hit and have a flash like that, it's a brain, it's a, yeah, it's man, a brain it's injury. Boring. I've had a lot of those sparring. Yeah. So I think that part of that and then, the intensity of training mm-hmm. of like you look at high level fighters, a lot of them go on it afterwards because their systems are so messed up from cutting weight and training to those oh, yeah. levels. So 
getting getting them and I was really hesitant even to to push the button because I was afraid of number one a stigma of oh you cheated this why you got it and not yeah and the doctor said what are you talking about he said for three decades you've been training like nobody yeah he said so who cares what anybody thinks once again caring what people thought yeah. instead of what was optimal for your health. Not only that, like it's not healthy to have those lower levels because it's going to tell me heart disease. Yeah. It's going to like, it's, that's the thing too high levels leads to, heart you know, disease. heart enlargement and then heart attacks. And then, you know, too, too low. low levels, same thing. So like you got to dial it in and, um, you just have to, you have to find those numbers out. So like yeah. I'm on the path to that now. I'm like, With great, you know, and I'm, I'm younger. A lot of people don't start looking at this until they're close to 40, but I'm like, where am I at on past abusive things? Correct. You know, I, I probably smart. sped that up a little bit. You know, so sometimes smart. I don't feel some type of way. You know, but ladies can do the same though. So this, here's the thing: is it's usually only focused on the male side. Yeah. So when you're looking at optimization of hormones, so ladies can go into early, early menopause. Oh yeah, of course. So well, they have, people they, don't realize they have the, more testosterone yes, than we. That's what I say. They have more testosterone than we do, and but so they just have higher they, estrogen they levels. Can't convert it. Yeah. as well. So really, like a lot of the symptoms that are associated with menopause, pre, the pre, post, during, I mean, peri, I mean, any of that can be remedied with a, a urologist, endocrinologist. When you're looking at where progesterone, estrogen, testosterone ratios, making sure that they're at the right level for them. So everybody is, there's a soup of hormones going on. And it can really help through the menopause cycle through that. So yeah. that way they don't have so many side effects. Yeah. I guess menopause is a thing too. Yeah. Apparently so. I mean, as we get older, <laughs> stuff gets stuff kind of sucks, man. Yeah, shit, shit just, uh, it's just, it's nice to know that there's, there's means and methods to kind of dial this stuff in now. And then there's enough people out there that can kind of walk you through the process. Yeah. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't a thing, right? No. And that like, if you're using it as like the, the catch all, you're going to lose all the way. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose. So if your sleep sucks, your food sucks, your fitness sucks, and then you just use this to kind of say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna get found in youth. It doesn't work like no, that. It's gonna, you might feel better, but um, you're still you're like, still, you're you're still fucking yourself up. in the long run. So if you're, that's where like the whole thing that we always talk about is the optimal health experience mm-hmm. is to make sure that you're, you're doing the correct things to use the help that the doc has given you. Otherwise, you're just basically peeing this down the drain. Yeah. This is just keeping you yeah. where you are. Exactly. That's how. That's how I would think it is. Well, I agree. Well, let's wrap this thing up, dude. We're yeah, over an hour and a half now, so we'll get this thing wrapped up. But uh, man, we never have enough time. We'll do another <laughs> one good, soon man. in a couple months, bro. All right. It's good to catch up. Yeah, man. All right, bro. All right.